welcome, little guest hostess. Uh, welcome to History of Haunting, guys. Um, this is the snack size episode um, that generally comes out first before the regular episode by a minute when I upload it. Uh, so you guys are the first to see our new intro. Um, although I will say that it is... We're, cha- we're going to be adding to this intro. Um, right. So we're just going to parse out what it looks like, I guess, <laughs> as we it's go along. It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress, um, but that is the visuals uh, for the new intro, which um, I had a really great time creating. And our dear friend, EKB Star, uh, we call them here at History of a Haunting. Uh, she is big EKB, and Aaron Bush is little EKB. Um, so... Yeah, we only employ errands on the show, apparently. apparently. With the same exact initials. Ex- it has to be the same exact like, initials. What are, the, what are the chances on a cold day in hell that you would end up with two errands with the exact same initials? Slim to none. Literally, yeah, minuscule minuscule um so yeah you guys got to see the intro um for the first time and uh hope you guys like it uh laura is unable to be with us this week so aaron is stepping in to uh host the show with me for the snack size and the regular episode and uh let's just get in um to uh, the snack size episode um this one is awful but to be fair, we decided for the month of October, because it is spooky season, that we were going to tell the creepiest and most fucked up awful stories. Um, Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, this one. Yeah. So Laura did Elizabeth Bathory last week. I've got this guy. Um, I don't know what she's doing next week, and I'm not sure what I'm going to do to bring it on home. Um, but yeah, so we're keeping with that horrible theme. And guys, this week I'm going to talk to you about Anatoly Moskvin. Uh, my sources for this snack size are allthat'sinteresting.com and the newyorkpost.com. So, uh, now this is all mainly set in Russia. Um, not mainly, entirely set in Russia. Um, so I have phonetically written out how to say the cities and stuff. So you have to. I have to. Um, and same for the main episode, because that's in Romania. So yeah. in 2009, locals in Nizhny, no, Nizhny Novgorod, yes, locals uh-huh. in Nizhny Novgorod began to discover that graves of their loved ones um, were being desecrated and sometimes completely dug up. So Russian Interior Ministry spokesman General Valery Grabakin told CNN that initially, quote, our leading theory was that it was done by some extremist organizations. We decided to beef up our police units and set up groups composed of our most experienced detectives who specialize in extremist crimes. But for nearly two years, the Interior Ministry's leads really went nowhere. And the graves continued to be desecrated and nobody knew why. Nobody could figure out what the hell was going on. So then there was a break in the investigation um, that came following a terrorist attack at Domo. Oh, here we go. Domo Dedovo Airport in Moscow in 2011. So remember the story started in 2009. Then there was a terrorist attack at the airport in Moscow in 2011. And shortly after that, um, authorities heard reports of Muslim graves being desecrated in Nizhny Novgorod. So investigators were led to a cemetery where someone was painting over the pictures of dead Muslims, but not damaging anything else. 
So this is when they finally caught Anatoly Moskvin. Eight police officers went to his apartment after they apprehended him at the graves of Muslims to gather evidence. He happened to be there and they were like, oh, hello. Um, So what they found at his apartment shocked all of them and eventually would go on to shake the world. So... Anatolin, uh, or rather Anatoly Moskvin, Moskvin, yes, sorry, uh, spoke 13 languages, unlike the one that I speak English and can barely do that. Um, (laughs) The struggle is real. It's so real. Good Lord. I don't know. I don't know how people can speak 13 languages. Anyway, this guy did. He traveled extensively. He taught at the college level and he was a journalist in Nizhny Novgorod. Novgorod. Thank you. (laughs) Which is Russia's fifth largest city. So this guy was a self-proclaimed expert on cemeteries and dubbed himself a necropolist. Uh, I don't know what that is. Uh, A necrophile is, I would imagine, somebody who loves the dead, dead things. I, I don't know. Necropolis, P-O-L-Y-S-T. So while she looks that up, uh, one colleague actually called his work priceless. So he was known as the ultimate expert on cemeteries in his city of Nizhny Novgorod in Russia. He attributes his obsession with the macabre to a 1979 incident when the historian was 13 years old. He shared this story in Necrologies, which I guess is a weekly publication that um, is dedicated to cemeteries and obituaries. And apparently he was an avid contributor to this weekly magazine or whatever. Did you find what a necropoly? Yeah. All it says is expert on cemeteries. Okay. Well, then there you go. (laughs) We all learn new words here on the show. We do. We know several of them, in fact. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) So in his last article for the publication, which was dated October 26, 2011, Moskvin divulged how a group of black men in suits stopped him on the way home from school. They were en route to the funeral of an 11-year-old girl named Natasha Petrova, and they dragged him along to her coffin where they forced him to kiss the girl's corpse. Okay. Buckle up. It's just getting worse. This is just walking in the front door, guys. (laughs) It's kind of sad that I'm sober, and all I have is mushroom coffee for this story. I mean, listen. I know where this goes, and it's nowhere good. So Anatoly um, would write, I kissed her once, then again, and then again. The girl's grieving mother then put a wedding ring on Anatoly's finger and a wedding ring on her dead daughter's finger. So he goes on to say, quote, my strange marriage with Natasha Petrova was useful. Um, Strange indeed. So he said that it led to a belief in magic and ultimately a fascination with the dead. Whether the story is even true is pretty much beside the point now, given what happened in 2009, um, as his disturbing thoughts would actually go unchecked for more than 30 years. So Anatoly Moskvin, Moskvin, the guy's interest in corpse kissing, in the corpse kissing incident never abated. He began to wander through cemeteries as a schoolboy. His macabre interest even informed his studies and Moskvin eventually earned an advanced degree in Celtic studies, or I'm sorry, in Celtic studies, sorry, Ireland, uh, 
a culture whose mythology often blurs the lines between life and death. The historian also mastered some, like I said, 13 languages and was a many times published scholar. So meanwhile, during all of this, he roamed from cemetery to cemetery. I don't think anyone in the city knows them better than I do, he said of his extensive knowledge of the region's dead. From 2005 to 2007, he claimed to have visited 752 cemeteries in Nizhny Novgorod. So he would go on and he would take detailed notes on each one, and he delved into the histories of those people that were buried there. The hands-on historian claimed to have walked up to 20 miles per day, sometimes sleeping on hay bales and drinking rainwater from puddles. This is far more than just an avid interest in something. No. This is an unhealthy obsession. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So he posted a documentary series of his travels and discoveries that he titled Great Walks Around Cemeteries and What the Dead Said. So these continue to be published in a weekly newspaper. So he said that he had spent one night sleeping in a coffin ahead of a deceased person's funeral. Um, His observations were more than just observations, however. So now we go back to that day in 2009. So at the time, he was 45 years old and he was living with, with his parents in a small apartment. He was reportedly lonely and something of a pack rat. Inside, authorities found life-sized doll-like figures throughout the apartment. The figures um, rem- rembled. See, I can't even speak the warning language. <laughs> the figures resembled antique dolls. They wore fine and varied clothing. Some wore knee-high boots. Others had makeup on over faces that Moskvin had covered in fabric. He had also hidden their hands in fabric, except that these weren't actually dolls. They were mummified corpses of human girls. So when police moved one of the bodies, it played music as if on cue. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Inside the chests of many of these dolls, Moskvin had embedded music boxes. There were also photographs and plaques taken off the gravestones, doll-making manuals, maps of local cemeteries were strewn all over the apartment. Police even discovered that the clothes worn by the mummified corpses were the clothes in which the person was buried in. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So investigators later found, um, in addition to music boxes, some bodies held toys inside them. Um, so that they could produce sounds when Moskvin touched them. There were also personal belongings and clothing inside some of the mummies. One mummy had a piece of her own gravestone with her name scrawled on it inside her body. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one contained a hospital tag with the date and the girl's cause of death, and a dried human heart was found inside a third body. So this guy, this Anatoly Moskvin, admitted that he would stuff the decayed corpses with rags. He would wrap nylon tights around their faces or fashion doll faces onto them. I can't think of anything more horrifying than any of this. Especially with the pictures. it's Yeah, which is why we're not showing pictures, guys, because they are of actually they are of actually dead bodies. We're not going to show the pictures. But Google search will show them to you yourself. Yep. Um, so he would don't, also highly don't recommend don't, highly don't yeah. recommend don't look at the pictures Mm-mm, please don't yeah. um, he would also insert buttons or toy eyes into the girl's eye sockets so that they could watch cartoons with him 
All right. Um, so the historian would go on to say that he mostly loved his girls, though the, there were a few dolls in his garage that he claimed to have grown to dislike. He said he dug up the graves of girls because he was lonely. He said he was single and his biggest dream was to have children. Russian adoption agencies wouldn't allow Moskvin to adopt a child because he didn't make enough money. Thank God. Um, right. Perhaps that was for the best, judging by the condition of his pack rat apartment and psychotic obsessions with dead people. Right. Yeah. So um, he added that he had done what he did because he was waiting for science to find a way to bring the dead back to life. In the meantime, he used a simple solution of salt and baking soda to preserve the girls. He celebrated the birthdays of his dolls as if they were his own children. So... Anatoly Moskvin's parents claimed to know nothing of the true origin of Moskvin's, air quote, dolls. Elvira, who was his mother, she was 76 years old. She said, quote, we saw these dolls, but we did not suspect they were dead bodies inside. We thought it was his hobby to make such big dolls and did not see anything wrong with it. So shoes in his apartment matched footprints they found near the desecrated graves and police knew without a doubt that they had their grave robber um in all this is just god in all authorities discovered 29 life-size dolls in his apartment they ranged in age from 3 to 25 years old one corpse he kept for nearly nine years god. yeah so Moskvin was charged with a dozen crimes, all of which dealt with the desecration of graves. The Russian media called him the Lord of the Mummies. So as you would expect, their neighbors were shocked. They said that the renowned historian was quiet and that his parents were nice people. Sure, a rancid smell emanated from his apartment whenever he opened the door, but a neighbor chalked that up to the, quote, stink of something that rots in the basements of all the local buildings. Sounds like a lovely place to visit. Um, <laughs> so Moskvin's editor at Necrologies, Alexei Yezin, said he didn't think anything of the writer's eccentricities. Writing, quote, many of his articles enlighten his sensual interest in deceased young women, which I took for romantic and somewhat childish fantasies, the talented writer emphasized. Um, he described the historian to have quirks, but would not have imagined that one such quirk would have included the mummification of 29 young women and girls. I mean, I think this just kind of like went far outside anyone's imagination as to what somebody could yeah. possibly be capable of. Yeah. So in court, Moskvin confessed to 44 counts of abusing graves and dead bodies. He said to the victim's parents, quote, you abandoned your girls. I brought them home and warmed them up. Ugh. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Uh-huh. Anatoly Moskvin was diagnosed with schizophrenia and sentenced to time in a psychiatric ward following his sentencing. Though as of September 2018, he was faced with the opportunity to continue psychiatric treatment in his home. The victim's family think otherwise should have happened. So Natalia Chardimova, the mother of Moskvin's first victim, believes that he should stay locked up for the rest of his life. She says, quote, this creature brought fear, terror and panic into my life. I shudder to think that he will have freedom to go where he wants. Neither my family nor the families of the other victims will be able to sleep peacefully. He needs to be kept under surveillance. I insist on a life sentence only under medical supervision without the right of free movement. So 
Local prosecutors agree with her assessment, even though psychiatrists say that Moskvin, who is now in his early 50s, is improving. Okay. Uh, since his prosecution, several of Moskvin's co colleagues quit their collaboration with him. His parents live in utter isolation as their community ostracizes them. His mother suggested that she and her husband perhaps just kill themselves, but her husband refused. Both are in an unhealthy condition. Mm. Can't imagine why. Um, Anatoly Moskvin allegedly told the authorities not to bother reburying the girls too deeply as he will simply unbury them when he is released. He has refused to apologize to the parents during a hearing in which he sought to be released from a psychiatric hospital to care for his elderly mother and live with a new girlfriend. Oh, good. Uh-huh. These girls nice. are girls. Yeah. There are no parents in my view. I don't know any of them. Besides, they buried their daughters, and this is where I believe their rights over them finished. So, no, I would not apologize, he said. Uh. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yep. So Moskvin, who worked as a translator for the Red Army Intelligence during the Soviet era, um, wrote several history books and now has said that he wants to teach English to school children. Oh, good. Yeah. Fuck off. Right. So the mother of the girl that he, his longest victims... Uh, uh, yeah, seriously. Uh, mm -hmm. right. Not enough stage for this oh. shit. <laughs> so the mother of the girl, the one that he had the longest, the nine, the one that he had for nine years, she said, I still find it hard to grasp the scale of his sickening work, but for nine years he was living with my mummified daughter in his bedroom. I had her for 10 years. He had her for nine. And that is the disgusting story of Anatoly Moskvin. So... That's that, guys. Happy Monday. Yeah, that's pretty... pretty that's pretty intense. foul. That's pretty intense. Yeah, it's pretty intense. So, anyway. Um, yeah, so that's that's that on that, guys. Have the week you'll have. Uh, and as with Aaron's or Laura's story last week on Elizabeth Bathory, excuse us while we go barf about this one. We yeah, will see exactly. You. We'll see you next week. And Laura's up and I'm a little afraid of what she's going to choose uh, because, yeah, you know, she's got, she's, she finds some crazy shit. So she does. Find some she really finds find some crazy shit. <laughs> Every yeah. time I get to design something, I'm like, oh, what rabbit hole are we diving down today? Right. But this right. is one of those where there's just like, there, there's nothing you can say. No, there's nothing you can say. Mm -mm. There's no discussion to be had. I mean, it's just foul and disgusting and that's, End of the story. That's that. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, all right. We are going to go and uh, we will, um, yes, like I said, see you next week with Laura's super creepy, scary snack size episode. Bye, guys. <laughs>